0: sexual health mental health and the overall well-being of our lgbtiq communities you're listening to well 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 jack with you here
1: on well 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 and uh it's july 28th which is world hepatitis day uh and in light of this we're doing a one oh i guess a hepatitis 101 uh well in adelaide a short time ago i spoke with hepatitis sa educator gary spence about what hepatitis is how it can be prevented or treated and the work that hepatitis sa do
0: Okay, my name's um, Gary Spence. I'm from Hepatitis SA, and I'm an educator um, there. And I've been at Hep now for uh, nearly seven years. Right. Um, Doing education.
1: I guess to start with, um, given uh, this is being recorded in light of World Hepatitis Day, what is hepatitis?
0: Okay, so hepatitis. the actual, the actual name hepatitis is a really um, old name. It means and it's from the from Greek, mm. um, early ancient Greek, and it means sick liver. So, hepatitis, people can get hepatitis through um, uh, excessive drugs and alcohol um, or some autoimmune conditions, um, diets high in saturated, uh, diet high in saturated fats and, and sugars, and also the hepatitis viruses. Mm. So they sort of, but the thing they all have in common is that they will affect their liver.
1: Right. They all affect the liver, but they all affect the liver, I imagine, in different ways.
0: Um, yes they do um, but yeah, like your livers really like to, to our liver really important for our survival so we can't live without our liver and our liver does about 500 different jobs right so everything we eat and drink and are exposed to our liver has a part to play so all of those things if uh, if you if you in excess of you know drugs or alcohol yeah. or um, food but all the viruses they all still affect the liver um, and they will make the liver quite um sick right. over a period of time yes
1: what symptoms usually present in a short and long term
0: okay so maybe i'll just explain probably i suppose the virus we'll go back to the viruses because that's what we're going to be talking about probably predominantly today yep. is hepatitis viruses now there are five different viruses and it's hepatitis a b c d and e so um and they're all separate standalone viruses as well you don't start off with a then go into b and whatnot no. so they're all separate um, the symptoms uh, they vary a little bit, especially between A and B and C. But B and C symptoms are fairly similar, and I'll, I'll explain that in a moment. So just for, I suppose just let's talk about hepatitis A quickly, yep. because that uh, that can affect different people, you know, people in different in different ways. But hepatitis A um, is a very much a short-term virus for most people. Um, and to get hepatitis A. It means that they've uh, usually digested um, food or digested so yeah, usually food that's contained feces that's contained the hepatitis A virus. Wow. So that sounds pretty really gross, yep. but that's pretty much how people get that. Um, and that can cause hepatitis A. Now, usually it takes a few weeks or a couple of weeks for people to start getting symptoms. And those symptoms are, are really quite obvious for most people. It'll be, um, they could be vomiting, they could go a bit jaundice. Their eyes you know the, the yellowing of their eyes yep. they might get pain feeling really quite ill for for a couple of weeks and then that will clear up and the majority of people will will clear themselves up yep. and that's the end of hepatitis a if once you've had hepatitis a you won't get it again right right but people can be vaccinated against it so they can um Prevent themselves from ever getting it as well. I so imagine those uh,
1: vaccination rates are quite quite decent, perhaps.
0: Yes, faith. yeah. So, um, and people can get co-vaccinated too with hepatitis A and hepatitis B. They yep. have a COVAX. Um, I, I recommend to people if they're going to be working in in remote areas, anywhere where there's a, where there's poor sanitation. Um, if you're travelling overseas, I, I think it's really uh, great to have that before people go because yep. you don't want to get sick when you're overseas because it can be quite debilitating for that mm. period of time. Um, and uh, but yeah, some people will have it and not actually know they've got it too. They come back and think they've, they've picked up a bug while they've been away. Right. It's not, the only way to know for sure is to have a blood test and that would show. No. Um, but as I said, once you've had it, you won't get it again. But it's best to, to stay clear of it. Talking about symptoms, so hepatitis B and hepatitis C, um, the symptoms there can be quite similar right. for both of them. Um, and they can be quite subtle. And a lot of people can be living with a virus and there are many people out there Living with a virus, that don't know they've got hepatitis B or C, because the symptoms can be as simple as you know, feeling overtired. a bit tired, um, a bit forgetful, walk into a room and think, "What did I come in here for?" But yep. like these are things that we all go through, yes. you know. So, and people can put down, and they have excuses for that. You know, everyone makes it. Oh, I'm working too hard, or I'm tired, or yep. whatever. Um, some of the symptoms could be, you know, the itchy, means that their bile's not, that uh, means the bile is building up under their skin and that sort of stuff. But Um, again, people wouldn't recognise that that would be a symptom of hepatitis B specifically. Um, If people are getting pain in and around their liver, now the liver is situated on the right-hand side of the body and under the ribcage. If they're getting pain around in that area or they're feeling nauseous or um, vomiting, um, then you usually know that there's something wrong. But a lot of people don't always know. And as I said, these, these symptoms can come out... Uh, you know they could be living with these viruses for 10, 15 years. Sometimes with some people. Right,
1: and that's yeah. so that's for both uh, hepatitis B and C. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is it the same where in, in the case of hepatitis A, um, you can get it and then you are unable to get it again? With B and C, is that? No. So it's a little bit different. It's so clear on the
0: yes. Same way. So with hepatitis B, um, if you if if people had hepatitis B yep. um, and they've got it and they've cleared it. That's the same as A. They won't get it again. They'll have antibodies in their system that would prevent that from occurring. Yep. Hepatitis C, not not the same. So um, if somebody gets hepatitis C and it's been and, and they clear it through either they clear it themselves, and, they, and keep in mind that only about twenty five percent of people will do that, but usually they can, everyone can clear it through treatment now uh, with hepatitis C. But they don't have any active um, antibodies in their system that would prevent it happening again, so they can get it again right. if they're exposed to it. Yeah. Whereas Hepatitis A and B, if they've had the virus and cleared it, they won't get it again. Or there's vaccinations available for Hepatitis A and B, but there is no vaccination for Hepatitis C.
1: Hepatitis D and E.
0: Now, but those numbers are really low here in Australia. Yeah. We don't talk about them much because B and C are the most um, predominant um, hepatitis virus that we talk about. Yeah. So without confusing it, we just, we just don't. The numbers are really, really low. And usually to have um, DNA, they piggyback onto one of the others. And so we just, right. there is a you know there is a wear that that is out there. Yep. But if somebody was having um, issues with their liver and they had hepatitis, they would certainly be monitored for that as well. So that, but it's not something that, we, that that's, is an issue for us at this point in time.
1: There is a vaccine for hepatitis A and B you mentioned, not C.
0: Not C. There is no vaccination available for C. Right.
1: Um, you mentioned that hepatitis A, you um, can come across the virus uh, through faeces, I believe. Is what yes, you said. yes. Um, how can hep- uh, transmission of hepatitis B and C take place?
0: Okay, so hepatitis um, B, we'll talk about we'll, we'll this hepatitis B to start with. So it gets a little bit confusing, so I'll try and just talk about B yep. just for now. So B... Um, hepatitis B is a really old virus it's been around for a few thousand years yep. so it's uh, really it's quite entrenched in right. our in the communities you know it's been around for a long time and um, to get hepatitis B to be, you it's a blood to bloodborne virus yeah right so it's going yeah. from the, the blood of an infected person into the bloodstream of of somebody else it's also um, it's in sexual fluids mm. so there's an it can be transmitted through um, through unsafe sex practices, yep. so it's classified as an STI, a sexually transmitted infection. Yep. Um, but the most um, common way, or the uh, around the world, that it's transmitted is from mother to baby. Right. Okay. Right, and that's what it's, and it's really quite specific. been really high, uh, it's been around for a long time, um, and so that can be stopped though. Um, so if a, a a woman is she goes she's seven she's pregnant she they have blood tests or part of her prenatal and they discover that she's hepatitis b or she knows that she's hepatitis b already um if she's having a baby um when that child's born um, they've got a 12-hour window period now that that is uh, once the child's born it's given immunoglobulin which is a high dose of medication to give that child about a 95 percent chance of not contracting hepatitis b right without that then that child has a really good chance of having hepatitis B for the rest of its life, but they've only got a very short 12 hour window period for that to occur. Right. Um, so, but uh, the other, you know, that's the most common way that people get hepatitis B. They also get it through, you know, sharing, like when we talk about blood to blood, it's sharing, injecting equipment, yep. um, anything that's going to pierce the skin um, and get into your bloodstream. That's, a, that's um, certainly a common way of getting it. Hepatitis C is predominantly um people can be exposed to that by um commonly around the world is through the sharing of um drug and drugs illegal you know it's sort of injecting drugs yep. sorry and so and that way when we talk about that we talk about all the equipment yep. it's not just the needle that's going into the arm or wherever it's it's everything it could be the the, the tourniquet it could be the bag it could be anything that's right. to do with that anything that could possibly have blood on it yeah and so and keep in mind that Hepatitis C can live outside the body for up to six weeks in the, in the right conditions. It's really, it's quite a strong... And the,
1: uh, and the moment it's in the bloodstream, it's...
0: Yeah, so, yeah. And then, but then people um, can be living with the virus and not know. They could be having it for 15, 20 years and still not know they got the virus even longer. Yeah. Right. So, um, but they can get it through also through um, home tattooing. Um, yep. They can get it through sharing... Um, Um, razors, and anything that could possibly have blood on it, that's that's certainly a transmission risk. If it's, you know, if we see this, um, especially in areas where um, there's, uh, in a sort of, in the same prisons, for example, we see spikes at times in prisons as well, people sharing some of that stuff. Yeah.
1: We've spoken at at some length now about um, viral hepatitis, but you mentioned alcohol use as well. I guess how does that come into how, yes. how is that
0: involved with hepatitis? No, that's fine. So he, people get out. If, 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 people can get hepatitis mm. through you know through having um, drugs or alcohol, yep. um, and it, that's not viral hepatitis. That's just hepatitis. The thing it has in common with the with the other is that it affects our liver. Yes, and so uh, if somebody's drinking excessive amounts of alcohol then they could end up with with uh, cirrhosis of the liver or liver disease, which can develop into liver cancer, you know, if it can get really bad. Right. So, um, and, but before it gets to that point, normally people would be feeling quite ill and sick yes. and they would realize that something's wrong. Um, and, and everybody gets affected by that dif- differently. But keep in mind that alcohol is, is, can be a toxin to the, to the liver. Mm-hmm. So excessive amounts of it, it's not going to, uh, do your liver any good. So and if somebody is living with the hepatitis viruses, it's really important they keep their liver as healthy as possible. So making sure that they have some alcohol-free days, which, which doesn't hurt anybody, <laughs> yeah. but also um, but to make sure they're keeping their liver as healthy as possible. The liver's quite, um, it's quite a, a clever organ and it will keep trying to repair itself and regenerate itself. And it's quite a, you know, it's, it's a clever organ, but it doesn't always, you know, you can only go do so much. So, yeah.
1: On treatment options for hepatitis yes um, once you you said that there is a uh, vaccine available for hep a and b um, once you have hepatitis a b or c you mentioned that you can clear it but is there a way to treat that before your body clears it
0: no so with hepatitis a there's no treatment it's no there's no cure for hepatitis a you will just your body will just repair itself. That's basically what happens with hepatitis A. So the majority of people, will, will go, they will clear it over a period of time. Yep. And that's usually a few weeks. Okay. Hepatitis B, um, if we, as an adult, we come in, uh, we're exposed to the hepatitis B virus mm-hmm. and we're not vaccinated, as an adult, we have a really good chance of clearing it on our own anyway okay. right because our immune system is stronger quite robust yes yes small children babies that's what i was saying before about you know yep. they've got a really low chance of clearing it on their own that's why they're given that medication when they're born yep. because their immune system's not strong enough to fight that right so if, as as an adult if we come in contact with the virus um we would clear that within usually a six month to 12 month period okay. if we go past that time and we've still got the virus and usually it goes on to become a lifelong, a
1: cr- chronic.
0: Chronic. well, yes, it was chronic. Yes, yes. absolutely. It starts off as acute and then it goes into chronic. It's a lifelong condition, um, but there's no cure for hepatitis B, right? Mm. So, what people, what we, but they, that what we need to do though is keep in mind that if somebody is living with hepatitis B and they haven't managed to get you know get rid of it on their own, yep. um, they can live a reasonably normal sort of life. But it's really, really important that they um, see their doctor every six months to check on their liver and they'll do that through a, a fibro scan which is a scan of their liver um probably about once a year but also they do it through blood tests as yep. well and they'll be checking on their liver and, and giving you know pr- pr- checking the rest of their body as well making sure that the liver's not having any part to play in, in uh, anything, going anything going wrong but also um, but they, they may be able to, or they may administer treatment. If things are starting to change with the liver, they can administer treatment to try and prevent liver cancer from forming.
1: Right.
0: Right, so it's really important that they don't ignore that. They can still go and live a normal life, as I said, but they need to be aware of their liver and to make sure they're looking after it, and so by seeing a doctor every six months. Now, I
1: Imagine reducing alcohol intake. Absolutely, the keeping
0: steps. their liver as healthy as they possibly can. Yep. So, yes, all those things. Get rid of the alcohol as much as they can. Um, the drugs, anything that's actually going to be affecting their liver, yep. you know, and, and eating a healthy diet and um, all those things because um, that, without that, it exacerbates that. And people can be living with more than one of those viruses as well. People can be living with hepatitis B and hepatitis C. So, it and so you know, so the liver is really going to be working over time if people have got those different viruses. Right. Um, so, but with hepatitis A and with hepatitis B, there are vaccines. Yes, And it's really important that people get vaccinated. And a big part of our population, especially the younger, younger population have being vaccinated, mm-hmm. they're vac- vaccinated soon after birth. Um, but some people don't always know whether they're being vaccinated or they may have had one or two, they need to check with their GP and, and look at getting those vaccinations. How,
1: how many, I guess, if they're being vaccinated at birth, mm-hmm. sure, That I imagine that is a process that is kind of handled. Don't yes. worry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, is it part of, um, beyond that, is it seen much in schools or? A- a well, no, ones? the
0: school, they did, um, a school catch up program, which finished here in 2014, I right. think it was, you yeah. know, so, um, so that's why I'm saying a big, a big part of the younger population are vaccinated against okay. hepatitis B. Cool. Um, but the only way to know for sure, if people are not sure, you know, if they don't know, or if they think, well, my, my parents wouldn't have, taken, wouldn't have allowed it or I, I don't know whether uh, we were done. The only way to know for sure is through a blood test. Yep, That's the only way you'd know for sure. Cool. And a blood test can show whether they've um, been vaccinated or whether they're living with the virus and didn't know about it right. um, or whether they've had the virus and cleared it or whether there's no... No sign of the virus, no antibodies in their system at all. Right. So that's the only way to do it, through a blood test. But with hepatitis C, there is no, um, so if somebody, there's no vaccination yes. for hepatitis C. So there is nothing available at this point in time. And if somebody has, um, uh, they've come in contact with the virus and they've been exposed to hepatitis C it yep. gets into the system, they've only got about a 25% chance of clearing on their own. Right. Um, and if they do clear it on their own, um, they would have antibodies in the system, but they're non-active antibodies, so they're not going to prevent um, getting it again. Getting it again. Yeah. So if they're exposed to the virus again, they can get it again. Yeah. So um, and so it's really important that they keep themselves healthy and don't expose yourself. You know, make sure they are using um, safe practices, whether that's in drug taking or yeah, yeah. So uh,
1: with um, Hep. B, um, you said that people, if they don't clear the virus, that that they can go on as long as they take care of their liver and and live a, a normal life. Yep, more it's or less. right. Yeah. Is it the same case with Hep C?
0: Right. So Hep C, um, if they get the virus, then the yes, they can go and live a normal life. Go and get cured, because they can be cured from Hep C. Ah, right. Right. So the, the cure and and the cure that's that's around and and it's been around now for for about five or s- uh, nearly seven years. Yep. I think now yeah, six years. Um, it's um very simple cure it's um eight uh, for eight to 12 weeks of one or two tablets a day right and that's it and so um and that's about a 95 to 98 percent success rate right um and then you then you cure the you know you've you you're cured um but that doesn't give you any preventative for of getting detection. it again yeah. Uh, protection. So um, yeah, so that's and we research strongly recommend that if people are living with the hepatitis C virus, or um, they know of anybody who's living with hepatitis C, is to um, to get get it treated, okay, and they can do that through their GPs. Cool. Not,
1: yeah. I, I guess around um, the work of hep A, for mm-hmm. instance, um, you speak about um, making sure to, to know whether or not you've been vaccinated. Um, if you have C, to go and get treated. Um, I guess, what does Hep S.A. or um, potentially other hepatitis, you know, uh, advocacy groups, I guess? Is yeah, so
0: every, every state and, and territory in the, in the country has a, an organisation like we have here, like Hepatitis S.A. Yep. It's called different names yes. in some of the states, of course. And then there also is an overarching Hepatitis Australia as well, which does, you know, the federal sort of policies. Right. And, stuff. and so part of and what we do, especially here in Hep-S- Hepatitis S.A. Mm-hmm. and Hep S.A., we actually... Um, uh, for those that don't know, we're at Hackney. Uh, Hackney Road at Hackney. Yep. And so um, we have, uh, like I'm part of the education team, so we do a lot of education uh, within the community and we do a lot of work in prisons, yep. both um, with the staff and, and the prisoners, um, with a lot of community groups, um, all around about you know keeping ourselves uh, safe and, and talking about hepatitis C. Um, we also have the clean needle programs, yep. um, which are run, a lot of them, especially at go you know, with uh, peer educators, and that's a really good way of educating people as well, especially people coming in, they're getting, getting clean needles, and they, we can talk to them about um, keeping themselves safe. Yep. Um, and um, we have a, a really great helpline as well. People can ring up for advice. There's always someone that's gonna answer it Monday to Friday. Yep. So we do a lot of talking and, absolutely. and yeah, absolutely. education. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely.
1: I guess um, within the medical profession, more generally, I mean, in, in the world of LGBT health organisations, there's a lot of capacity building to make sure that there's um, awareness and understanding of how to um, navigate health issues specific to LGBT people. I imagine the understanding of hepatitis is quite well, that's quite well known in, in the medical sphere.
0: Yes, yeah, it is. Um, and also, the other thing I didn't mention too was that we have viral hepatitis nurses here in South Australia as well. Right. And I'm, I think many states have the same type of setup, it, we're very similar to what we have. And so you've got... Um, and what the viral hepatitis nurses do, um, we, you know, if we come across people that are living with the, with hepatitis viruses, yep. um, B or C, we put them in touch with the hepatitis viral hepatitis nurses yep. who can also offer that support, especially if they're going through treatment or medications and... And to making sure that they are taking their medication, right. um, all all those sort of issues that surround that to make sure they're getting the right support um, and treatment, and they've been brilliant. And they yes, they work in metropolitan but they do do country areas as well. Yeah. throughout the you know throughout the year.
1: I guess around the you you spoke about how you can um, how transmission of hepatitis happens sometimes in unsanitary um, contexts. I guess are there any um, demographics that Hepatitis SA or potentially other um, bodies around the country have established as particularly at risk. You mentioned prisons earlier.
0: Prisons can be yes, absolutely. People that um, uh, inject drugs. Yeah, that's certainly a number one priority, especially with um, hepatitis C. Yes. Um, with um, also that, with what we do see sometimes, but we're seeing a little bit more of it at times, is this home tattooing. Right. Right. That's really anything that's potentially if, if it's home tattooing. If they're using it on themselves only, it's not a risk. Yeah. But if they start sharing that with other people, uh, it does become a risk factor. So basically when, we, when I'm talking and we're educating, it's, it's all about making sure that we treat everybody the same. We're not being discriminative against anybody. Yeah. And it's making sure that we treat everybody's blood like it's potentially infectious. Right. And then we keep ourselves safe as well because we always have to keep in mind that that person, that other person may not even know they've got something wrong with their no. blood. You know, here in Australia, we have really strict regulations around blood, mm-hmm. and like, right, but see, and since 1990, all blood has, has is, is tested. Yes. You know, every since 1990, it's all screened. Yeah. Right. But that's not the same with countries overseas. Right. In some places, um, unfortunately, some people here in Australia got um, they would have got the hepatitis viruses or HIV. Or you know, through um, blood transfusions yes. prior to that date. Um, but as I said, overseas, it's not the same in some countries, mm-hmm. especially in some of the developing countries as well. They're not, they're just not screened. Just not. Um, people may go overseas and, and have, maybe they might want to get a tattoo or they might want to get some work done. Yeah. That's all nice. Remember their holiday sometimes, depending on where it's happened, they must do their homework because they don't want to come back with more than they bargained for. But some people, you know, it's about treating everybody's blood it's like potentially infectious, yep. and um, and and not being discriminative against anybody really. Right. Yeah, I think that might be
1: um, all the questions I have. Um, Gary, is there anything that I've left out, or that you think could be worth mentioning?
0: Um, yeah, so I suppose if somebody is, if they're not really sure, if they're starting, if they're feeling a bit unwell or that if they've had an exposure at some stage, yep. um, and it could have been, it could have been a home tattoo, like yep. you know with mates 15 years ago, you know? Um, and I think, oh, I hope I haven't got anything. I'm not trying to make people worried. No, no. But also it's about, maybe next time you're the doctor, ask for that, ask to check for hepatitis B or C if yep. they're not sure, if they are worried.
1: Is that standard as part of a blood test, say in, um, like if you're going to a sexual health clinic, is that standard to be tested
0: for? Well, it depends on the, on the clinic, Some, it depends on what people are going in there for. Yep. See, there's thousands of different blood tests they can do. So sometimes people will say, oh, I've had blood tests. If they're not specific, it, it, it won't, get it won't show up. So, so they, they need to be specific about what they're looking for. Um, so it's really important that yeah, if, they th- if they think they've had exposure, or they may have shared, uh, may have shared drugs with, with friends 15, 20 years ago yeah. um, and never given it much thought. And chances are it might be fine. Yeah. But we do sometimes see people who have got it. Um, and the other thing too is if somebody is living... Uh, with another disease, it's really important um, to clear the ones up that they can. So, you know, for example, if somebody's living with HIV, for example, and they're co-infected with hepatitis C, it's really important that they get rid of the of the hepatitis C, yeah. because keeping in mind that the strain that that would be going, you know, their liver is going to be going under. Yeah. So, to um, get cured for the ones you can um and, and talking about even i suppose at the moment at present time it's same with, with COVID if somebody's living with hepatitis c for example um and they get COVID mm-hmm. that can actually exacerbate that a bit too so um it's really important about the treatments and i do get bang on about the treatments a bit because it's really you know it is it's very easy we have very to simple it. A- access to it it's on the pbs so yes. it's very affordable both um, any hepatitis B treatments as well, if they're being treated for any sort of liver issues. Yeah. Um, and for the treatment, it's on the PBS. So um, to to access that and, and to keep themselves as safe as they possibly can and, and get well, right. yeah.
1: If, if people are listening um, in South Australia um, or indeed across the country, um, where can they go for more information?
0: Contact their local um, hepatitis organisation yeah or if they're not really sure, then contact Hepatitis Hepatitis Australia, and they can certainly have a list of all the different hepatitis hepatitis organisations, and and give them a call, and um, most of the hepatitis organisations would have somebody they can speak to, um, because there's not too much that we would come across that we haven't heard about before that we can certainly put them in in touch with. All
1: right, fantastic. Um, Gary, thank you so much for
0: your time. No worries, thank you. You're getting well, well, well with the team from Thorn Harbour Health.
1: Big thanks to our guests uh, this week. Hepatitis SA educator Gary Spence uh, bringing us up to speed on what hepatitis is and um what the symptoms are, prevention and treatment options, and, and you know, um, some of the work that Hepatitis SA do. Stay tuned to Thorn Harbour Health's Facebook page for updates from AIDS 2022 in Montreal. And over the next two weeks, Cal will also be bringing us um, the latest from the conference. Uh, if there's any topics you'd like us to cover, get in touch by emailing at joy.org.au But we are rapidly running out of time. Michael, thank you for joining me in studio. It's been a pleasure. And we'll catch you next week. See you then